Welcome to the Beyond the Box Store podcast. This is your host, David Kaplan. In this episode, I interview Coach Ryan McIntyre. He's a video coordinator at West Virginia. Coach, how's it going? Good, David. How about yourself? Doing all right. Coach, you want to give yourself a, a brief introduction to our listeners? Uh, yeah, so obviously, name is Ryan McIntyre, current uh, video coordinator at West Virginia University, going to be just finishing up my second season here. Uh, before that, was the director of operations at Austin P State University in Clarksville, Tennessee for two years. And before that, was a GA at South Carolina for uh, the final four year in 2017. And before that, I actually was here as a student manager uh, from 2012 to 2016. So looking back, coming back forward, uh, everything came full circle from being a manager and then coming back home and being the current video coordinator. That's awesome. You know, so just like me, you grew up in Fairfax. You know, which, Correct, yep. Yeah, which leagues did you grow up in? And, and who were some of the top players in Northern Virginia uh, who were in high school during your time at Lake Braddock? Um. Scotty Reynolds was the big name back then uh, when he was at Herndon. He, he was a hell of a player. Um, Mo Ali Cox was actually at South County. I know that's not the NBA, it's the NFL, but he was uh, he was always hard to guard because he was so big and, and strong and couldn't keep him off the glass. So those are just the two main two guys that come to mind. And uh, like, like you said, graduated from Lake Braddock in 2012 and wanted to stay in basketball but realized – I wasn't a good enough player to uh, keep my career going. So I uh, decided to go this path and it's, it's been great ever since. Talk about your, your playing career uh, at Lake Braddock uh, and then just growing up in Nova, what leagues you played in? Uh, so I played freshman in JV. And like I said, I realized I wasn't good enough to play at the collegiate level. I played for uh, coach Mitris, who's a, big name in the Northern Virginia mm-hmm. area and then got into coaching my junior and senior year, just coaching uh, youth and youth ball Burke uh, house leagues around there and, and fell in love with it. The first time I ever started coaching a youth team, um, just coaching a fourth grade team. And then the following year, fifth grade team. And just knew that's exactly what I wanted to do. You know, after high school, you know, you mentioned you enrolled in West Virginia how did you get involved with their basketball program? Did you, when you were applying to colleges, did you go ahead and, you know, inquire about being a student assistant or student manager uh, at college? I reached out to uh, the operation, the Dobo at the time, Billy Hahn. Um, I think spring of my senior year. And I got in touch with him via our radio guy who was a family friend. So that was kind of my in and fast forward, I actually didn't get the manager job my freshman year because they were, they were filled to capacity. So I volunteered with our secretary um, to start and just stuffing envelopes, stocking fridges and just anything that needed to get done, run and go get the mail twice a week, three times a week, just whatever needed to uh, get done, got done. And I was, I was the guy to do it. And I always took the approach of, doing the, the simplest job to the best of my uh, capability because I knew a better job 
to get to where I wanted to go, a better job would come if I did a good job in my current job. No question. What was the, the quote-unquote tryout like to become a manager there? Uh, well, I, I didn't really get one because I just got an interview, and then he's like, hey, keep in touch. Um, we're filled this year. Because I, I didn't get I didn't get my interview till the fall because I had reached out to him in the spring, and just from there I, I was I, I was pretty bummed. And then uh, somebody, like I said, gave me the idea to go reach out to the secretary because the secretary always needs help, office workers, and most people want to get paid in those positions. So I said I was going to work for free, and I mean nobody ever says free uh, no to free labor. So I, I was I was there my first year as a freshman at West Virginia as a uh, working for free. And then I got uh, on as a manager in my sophomore year. I just stuck around and they, they got tired of me and they gave me a job, I guess. <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. You know, besides Coach Hahn, who else was on staff back then? Same, same exact staff as now. Uh, coach Huggins, obviously. Uh, associate head coach Larry Harrison, assistant Ron Everhart and uh, Eric Martin. And then our ops guy now was the video guy then, Josh Eilert, who actually taught me everything to know about the world of video and uh, college basketball. So he taught me the ropes. So everything, like I said, has come full circle from 2016 out to 2019 um, when uh, they brought me back home. Talk about your responsibilities as a student manager. Um, I'd say all the jobs that don't want to be done fall on the managers and it's just, they're the unsung heroes of the program. Uh, if you're ever part of a college basketball program, you know exactly what I'm talking about, whether it's getting there first in the gym to turn on the lights, make sure the fridges are good to go, make sure the equipment's good to go, check in with the secretary, check in with the video coordinator, uh, wait for the practice plan to be written up. I mean, it's just whatever. And then you look and, and you're like, okay, what do I got? Like four on four plus one, like, all right, I, I'm good on that drill. Individual offense, individual defense. I mean, you're, you're thinking ahead, like you got to be two drills ahead. Oh, we're going to need the toss back for individual offense or the uh, cones or something, whatever the coaches need. And you just got to be able to react and uh, move on the fly. Um, and it's, it's, it's a thankless job, but it's, it's one of, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. My time doing it for three years. How difficult, I want to say was your first year, you know, the team, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. Talk about how coach Hull no. keep the locker room together. Uh, so we, obviously we went 13 and 19 my, my first year and, I mean, coach isn't used to losing. So, I mean, that's that's the first thing. He, he has not had many losing seasons over his 40-year career, and that's why he's got 900 wins. And we just had – we had a couple bad apples that year and uh, did an unbelievable job identifying who needed to stay and who to empower for the following young and as well and just empowering those guys the following year so that we could get fixed down the road. Okay. You know, nowadays everybody's got a, a social media account. Everybody's a critic. How difficult yeah. was it for the team, more so the players and the staff, to ignore any, like, negative tweets or posts during that season? 
Uh, I mean, even when you're winning, you lose one. <laughs> <laughs> like, for example, we were, I think we were like 14 and two, and we lost a game, and we were getting crushed. And I'm like, I damn, like, <laughs> it's, it's a tough crowd. I mean, we're, we're, we're ninth in the country. Yeah, we lost a game, but yeah, it's, uh, you just have to tune out the stuff that doesn't matter. Because, I mean, if, if if you do pay attention to it, it'll drive you insane. True. Uh, you know, the next season, you guys get an at-large bid to the NIT. What was it like yeah. to play at Georgetown? And, and was Big John at the game? It was pretty cool for me because, obviously, I'm from Fairfax. Uh, yeah, Big John came to our locker room, actually, before the game because him and Coach Hugs obviously go way back. So they spent some time in – it was a reunion with Hugs and JT3 as well because of uh, our time in the Big East with having all the old rivalries, the West Virginia-Georgetown games. And it, it, it the game didn't go our way, and it, it kind of sucked that we didn't get a chance to play at the time, the Verizon Center. What's it called now? Capital One? I, I can't keep keep up with how many times. Something like that. It, it's always going to be the phone booth to me. Yeah, so the phone booth, yeah, exactly. And uh, – it, it, it kind of sucked playing at McDonough, but I mean, we, it, it was it was cool to be in DC for uh, the NIT. Your third season, Javon Carter was a freshman. How quick yep. did you guys realize he was going to be an all-time Mountaineer great? Uh, pretty early. I mean, because <laughs> we had we had an All-American point guard as a senior, Javon Staden, mm-hmm. who he bat, who Javon backed up, and I just. I just remember he in our open gyms early on, he would pick up Jawan full court right from the get-go. And Jawan's like, man, what's wrong with this guy? Like, he won't let me – it's open gym. He won't leave me alone. And he just carried on that uh, treadmill mentality as as his slogan for, for his whole time here. But we knew pretty early he was going to be special as long as he stayed healthy. Now, you, you mentioned that first season that, you know, they were full as far as managers go. How many managers do you guys typically have, and, and how many travel with the team? Uh, twelve. I'd say the average is about twelve a year, and we travel about four to five. and And our staff does a really, really good job of empowering our managers so that they grow into leadership roles. Um, I don't know if you know much much about our tree, but we we have multiple guys that have jobs in college basketball right now. Obviously, myself as a video coordinator here. Uh, our data statistician, Tyler Chang, was also a manager with me here. Uh, James Herring is the ops guy at Dayton. Ben Asher is the ops guy at uh, Rutgers. Um, those are just a couple guys that just come off the come off the top of my head. And then, obviously, we got a couple guys in the NBA as well. So we, our staff does a really good job of – putting our managers in positions to succeed. So when we do leave here, we're ready for that job. Your senior year, you're named head student manager. What added responsibilities did you have in that role? I would say just more leadership, Um, just helping the younger guys know what to do, what's expected, what's the culture. So whenever I moved on the next year, the incoming guys were ready to roll just like the guys before me showed me the ropes like the James Herrings and the Ben Ashers like I like I touched on in the last question my job and uh the other guy at the time was just 
since that Belito, we were co-head managers and we just took it on uh, tag team wise, just to make sure that the future of the managers was in good hands. Was there any opportunity for you to be a graduate assistant at West Virginia, or did you know ahead of time you were going to have to put feelers out as far as being a GA? Uh, the, there kind of was and there kind of wasn't. It, I, it was going to be a longer process. Uh-huh. And so, Coach, I'll actually tell a story. Coach, obviously, Hugs and Frank, Frank Martin at South Carolina are really good friends, and he got wind that Frank had a GA opening position. He didn't know what was going to happen here. So he said, I mean, what, what do you think of South Carolina? And I was like, it's a no brainer. I mean, you talk so highly of Frank and I could stay in the family. And I'm, I'm not lying when I said, I think hugs might've called Frank about 50 times in a four or five week span. And just, just to see a guy that's got 900 wins go out of his way to help a student manager was was unbelievable for me and it, it and i and and i i told myself i'm like i better do an unbelievable job down in south carolina because this guy's put this guy with 900 wins is putting his name word and reputation on the line for me as a student manager so i mean it was it was a pretty special process who are some of the managers during your time at west virginia who are still in college basketball right now uh james herring at Dayton, Ben Asher at Rutgers, Tyler Chang is here with me at West Virginia, Peyton Sturm is uh, an assistant at West Virginia Tech, um, Jay Koontz actually, he, he was a GA when I was a manager, he's our uh, assistant to the head coach, and then like I said a couple other guys in the NBA, so we, we got a pretty damn good tree. Back then, how popular were the uh, the manager games? Oh, the the, the those are wars. <laughs> I'd be pissed off for a week if uh, or whatever we played till the next time if if we lost. Now, but now I, I'm not a good I'm not a good loser. So, it, how were the scouting reports? Did you guys do them or what? Uh, no, we knew each other like the back. It was like game seven. I mean, it was it was if. It was like you're going through a whole conference gauntlet, uh, those manager games. Everybody knew where everybody's in their tendencies. And, yeah, no, it was those, – those, those were the glory days. That's funny. What were the similarities and what were the differences on how uh, Coach Huggins and Coach Martin ran their programs? Great question. I, I, get, I actually get that a lot. So, Frank – Frank was, uh, I don't know if you know much about his path. I know, I know really he got, he got a lot of attention in our final four run in 2017 about his path of being the bouncer, the math teacher, and doing all these other jobs as a journeyman. But he really, he's an unbelievable teacher in practice. And um, he, he, he coaches like he taught math class is what he always said. And as for Hugs, Hugs has an unbelievable job of simplifying a complicated thing where he puts it in perspective and go, you know, that's actually really simple now that you put it in, put it in those terms. And one thing that Hugs is the best at in the game uh, that, or at least that I've ever seen is relationships with his players, his staff, 
the managers, the athletic trainers, strength coach, anybody that's a, any donor that's there. He he's coaching every single play, but in the meantime, he still finds a way throughout a three-hour practice to have a conversation with every single person in that gym to make them feel important. It, I don't know how he does it. It's unbelievable. It's an art, and obviously he's mastered it for the last 40 years. But, yeah, he's he's the best I've ever seen with building relationships and, and most importantly, having genuine relationships. No, that's definitely always important. Talk about helping uh, South Carolina reach that first Final Four in 2016-2017. Oh, was, that that was that's that's why you do it. I mean, it was it was it was unbelievable because they hadn't been to the tournament since 1973, I believe, or no, it was 2003, but they hadn't won a game in the tournament since 1973. So, the buzz surrounding the program making that run was unbelievable, just because. It never had happened, and we just kept getting better and better. And we had we, we played really well early on in November, and then had a uh, couple injuries and then a suspension, and, and and we hit a little bit of wall. And kind of like everybody does in conference play, where you get tired of playing the same people, beating up on the same people, and we 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 hit that wall about late February, where we lost six out of nine, uh, headed into the March. March Madness, and then we just caught lightning in a bottle where we beat Marquette, and then we got Duke in uh, in South Carolina. We 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 uh, we were fortunate that they moved the game from Charlotte to Greenville that year, and then obviously we go to New York uh, in the Garden, and we uh, we played Baylor in the Sweet Sixteen, and then from there we played Florida, another SEC team who we had already played twice, and we beat them in a back and forth game um to go to the final four and i mean there's there's no better place to play the madison square garden but it's even better when you can cut down the nets in the garden so i mean it was it was pretty surreal and then uh, we uh we lost a tough one out there in phoenix to gonzaga uh back and forth game they got us down by 15 and we fought fought our fought our tails off to get back in it and i think we took the lead by one with like five minutes and um uh, Zach Collins, who, who was a lottery pick that year, banked in the three, and then we just we, we ran out of gas at the end. But it was it was a special time, special run, special group. You know, I've been to South Carolina twice for games. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you ever get to meet Gamecock Jesus? Oh yeah, yep. He's right <laughs> behind the basket. He doesn't miss a game. I love his energy. And that, yeah, man. Before the game even starts. And he, he's men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, football. I mean, he, he, he doesn't miss games. That's he's awesome. a machine. <laughs> you know, Matt Figures named the head coach at Austin P. Uh, you go with him to be the Dobo. Talk about that relationship with him and what your first full-time position with, you know, benefits was like. So going from South Carolina to Austin P. Obviously, we he got the job off of our off of our run, um, going to the Final Four. And I remember there had been rumors about it throughout the tournament because everything gets rumored out on Twitter nowadays. And I just remember making the run and it, it ending, and and us everybody saying goodbye to one another. And he got the job right, literally right after. Uh, we lost to Gonzaga and he was, he was out. Cause he, I mean, he had his press conference that 
I think the day after the national championship, so less than 72 hours after we lost. And I had, I hadn't seen him for a little bit. And, and, uh, he came back into town. I, it was, a, it was an early morning and I just happened to be there and he, he probably was trying to sneak in to get a bunch of office work done and clear out his desk so that nobody was there. And I happened to be there and, uh, I just popped my head and congratulated him officially that he was the head coach at Austin P and we're just talking and catching up. And I was just asking about how, how, how Clarksville is and what's the staff like and team. And finally he was just like, Hey, I've got an ops position open. I mean, I don't know what your plans are. I know you got another year in your GA, but I mean, job's yours if you want. I just, it's not going to pay that much, but, uh, he, that's what he told me. And, uh, we just went from there and I, I told him I was in and, and next thing you know, I was packing up to go to Clarksville and um, we, we, we had a two really good years there. Uh, we, we were in a heck of a heck of a league as well. I mean, we were there when John Morant was at Murray and Dylan Windler was at Belmont. So you had two first round picks and two at large teams. And we won over 40 games in my two years there. And it was, it was a, uh, it was a good group to be with and a good staff and, and learned a lot. And I really appreciate that experience because I had been at the high major the whole time mm-hmm. and then going down a level to a low, low mid major, however you want to identify the Ohio Valley was, uh, was a great experience because it, it made you appreciate a level like a West Virginia and South Carolina is, and you got your hands more and everything. I mean, you're not just doing one job video, like you're, you're, you're the ops video equipment. I mean, you, you're, you're wearing a lot of different hats and, and you get a lot of more responsibility and more of a voice. So it was, it was a really good experience for me. Looking back on it and reflecting, what did you struggle with and what do you think you did a really, really good job with, uh, with your first time position at, uh, at Austin P. I thought I thought going to Austin P. I knew uh, my boss, Coach Fig, really good at the time, um, so that really helped his transition period with our staff. That because I mean he's going through being a head coach the first time, and me knowing him because we had worked together on scouts in South Carolina. I knew his workflow. I thought my my whole my whole mentality was take as much plate off take take as much off his plate to make his job. Easy, as easy as possible and I, I thought I did a pretty good job with that um I also I you asked uh what my biggest weakness was too yeah or so, something looking back on that you know you wish you had been better at um I would say knowing more about I guess I guess I couldn't really control this but like not knowing that level and how things were operated at that level um, took me a little bit of a transition period, but uh, you work through it and, and you just be better than you were the previous day. How different was it as far as travel from the high major level or, or even, you know, I guess you're not on the road recruiting, but helping to mm-hmm. travel for the, the assistant coaches and the head coach uh, during those live periods. Uh, it's very different because everything is first class at the high major charter. It's, it's easy. You got a travel agent. Um, 
somebody cry. I mean, they, there's people for these certain jobs. And like I touched on earlier, like I was wearing a lot of different hats that I really didn't have that much experience in. Um, but I just had to figure it out. I mean, that was, that's just the name of the game. I mean, the job's got to get done and somebody's got to do the job and somebody's got to do the job to a certain standard. Do you see yourself there long-term as far as, you know, potentially becoming an assistant coach or, uh, you know, like I think all of us do, do you kind of have feelers out there? Obviously West Virginia is your alma mater. You'd love mm -hmm. to be there. Um, you know, were you actively looking uh, for a job, whether it be an assistant coaching position or returning to West Virginia? Um, that's a, that's those are really good questions. Obviously, West West Virginia is my dream job. I'll, mm -hmm. Anybody that asks me, I mean, it's it's home. It's my alma mater, like you said. I know everybody here. Everybody knows me. I mean, it's 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 a good staff's great and same staff as when I was a manager and it's just a really special place. Um, I'm not one of those guys that really chases jobs. I mean, I think jobs are, you get a job based off your relationships with people and just having genuine and real relationships. And if like, like what happened with me from South Carolina to Austin P one of your guys gets job, you just do the best possible job you did in that current job so that it makes them want to take you with them. Okay. How did the opportunity to reunite with Coach Huggins and, and West Virginia come about? So the guy that was here before me, James Long, who's now the head coach of West Virginia Tech, was a walk-on um, when I was a manager here. So obviously we stay in touch and we're pretty close and uh, – he told me that he was going after this job and he said, just so you know, I told Hugs that he, he, he should hire you. And I think that's what's going to happen. And then, uh, but unfortunately, I don't think this process of me going after the West Virginia tech job is going to take quick. It's going to be a long dragged out process. So sit tight. So, I mean, I knew for a couple months that I was, I was going to get the job if the job came open. So, I mean, you're kind of just, sitting there waiting for the first domino to fall. Gotcha. Who are you closest with on staff? You mentioned, you know, th there hasn't been a whole lot of turnover for the most part. You know, everyone's been there, you know, probably before you were a student manager. But yeah. Who have you really developed relationships with, not necessarily more than others, but, uh, you know, outside of basketball? Um. I, like I said, this is this is like a family because we've all been together for almost for ten to ten years plus. I mean, I think coaches coaches going into his fifteenth year now. Uh, a couple of the assistants are going into their fifteenth year as well. Another one's going into his tenth year, and uh, myself, I'm going into my seventh. If you can buy my manager and video experience, so like I'd say everybody. I mean, it's a tight really tight family i'd say the guy i'm probably closest with on staff is our ops guy josh eiler just because he was the video coordinator when i was a manager and he's the one that taught me okay. this job before it ever came open down the road what what organizations are you in as far as whether it's the nabc or coaches for change rising coaches um and also i know it's it's tough as far as 
uh, you know, I know by rules, but what camps have you worked in the off seasons? I'm a, I follow the rising coaches and, and am a part of the NABC. Uh, in my undergrad, I always work camps in the summers. I, I, I hit the road every summer, just trying to meet as many people as possible. Um, some of the, some of the people I've met along the way, just working out of camps are good friends of mine still, uh, like work Maryland camp, Georgetown camp, uh, Illinois camp, Iowa state, um, where else B VCU is a really good one. And, uh, just try Memphis, just tried to work as many camps as I could in those summers to meet as many people as possible. Oh, and George Mason. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was an easy one to get to. Yeah, I bet. What was this crazy COVID-19 season like for you guys at the Power 5 level? It, it it was tough because you were just – you were on edge every time you, you went to go get tested because, like, you didn't know who was going to be ruled out or who got contact traced. I mean, it was – it was, it was, a, it was a long, long year for everybody, everybody across the country. But I mean, I, I think everybody's in agreement across the country that we're, we're, we're glad we played and, and we all did, did a heck of a job pulling it off as well, especially the NCAA tournament. I know, unfortunately there was a game canceled uh, with Oregon and VCU, but to have the two best teams at the end playing on the national championship stage was, was, was pretty pretty cool for for our game what was your bubble experience like individually and then uh as a team uh i mean it, it was fine because we all like each other and we're i mean it kind of felt like a bubble the whole year almost because i mean you really just go to work and then you go home and you watch games and i mean you're only the whole year we all we were just around each other and then your families. I mean, you're not you're not going to the bars, restaurants because you're just trying to take every precaution uh, that you that that you can control at least mm -hmm. to uh, make sure you're able to play. What are your aspirations as far as being a head coach down the road? Obviously, I, I would imagine you know being a head coach at West Virginia would be that dream job. If, yeah. When Coach Huggins ever does retire, um, you know, but but talk about uh, you know your your ultimate aspirations as a coach. Uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, what uh, West Virginia would definitely be my dream job. Hope I'm lucky enough to ever get there one day, or at least put myself in a position to have a chance at the job. I, I think just helping young young men develop as as not only players but as people and. And just everybody coming from different backgrounds, different races, and and just bonding together to go after one common goal. It's 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 what sports is all about, and it's 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 what makes sports and a locker room so special. What's the best part and the worst part of being a college basketball coach? The best part is what I just talked about, like everybody mm -hmm. from different backgrounds going for the same goal, working together and going through the grind and the wars together to get there. Uh, I don't know what the worst one would be. I'd, I'd, I'd have to think about that because I mean, it's, I get, I mean, I guess the easy answer would be the long hours at mm -hmm. times, 
but at the same time you feel like you're not working at exactly. time. Like, you're, you're, like you're doing what you love so like it's it's i wouldn't classify that as the worst part gotcha well coach we've come to the segment i call start bench cut i give you three okay. you start one bench one and cut one okay nike adidas under armor definitely gotta start nike because i mean we're, we're a nike school uh the other options were sit and bench yep uh sit under armor bench uh adidas well, i was a bench and cut bench and cut oh be- uh, sorry i'll bench under armor because i was there with under armor for a couple of years and then i'll uh cut adidas i've never been an adidas guy okay this one might get you into some trouble kevin pitsnoggle javon carter eric culliver I'm definitely starting Javon Carter. Um, since I was here for Derek and not Pittsnoggle, I'll sit uh, Culver and I'll cut Pittsnoggle. That that might be an unpopular answer right now. But <laughs> he got game blue chips. White man can't jump. What was the first one? He got game. He got game, and then what was the second one? Blue chips and white man can't jump. Uh, white man can't jump is uh, stardom. Benjamin was uh, blue chips and cut him was uh, he got game. Okay. Bringing it back Fairfax style. Uh, glory days, Brian's grill, hard times. Definitely starting glory days. That's the best. That's the best restaurant in, in the DMV area. Uh, uh, what was the other two? Brian's grill and hard times. I'll, uh, I'll sit Brian's grill and bench uh, hard times. Okay, last one, Coach. Hoop dirt, verbal commits, transfer portal. Cut transfer portal. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody across the country can agree on that one. Uh, I'll uh, start verbal commits, and then I'll bench uh, hoop dirt. Who are three guests I should have on the podcast? You should have Billy Hahn on. He's always an entertaining uh, listen. Uh, and then you already had Darius on. And by the way, congrats to Darius Nichols, head coach at Radford University, uh, as of yesterday. Uh, you should have um, James Herring and Ben Asher on. Okay. I've, I've heard Ben Asher from a few guys, so. Yeah, Ben Ash a heck of a path, and so does James Herring. And then obviously Billy Hahn for, for entertainment purposes, and he's got a hell of a path as well. Coach, you've given advice throughout the, the interview, but what advice would you give someone trying to break into the business and or move up the coaching ladder? Breaking into the business, I would say reach out to as many people as you can. Um Try to avoid the mass emails. I know everybody gets those. Uh, try try to make it as genuine as you can. I know it's hard when you don't know somebody, but that'd be my advice to get into. Uh, really reach out to the ops guys, the video guys, and you have to be willing to work for not not a lot of money or if any money. Um, as for working your way up, I my I always say this because this was told to me. I think. Uh, I think I saw Brad Stevens say it as well is do the best possible job in your current job 
and the rest will take care of itself. So do, like I said earlier, stock fridges, stuff envelopes, check the mail, check, dump the trash out, do the little things the best so that you can get the jobs that you want down the road. It'll all take care of itself. Oh, that's great advice, Coach. I got to ask, who drinks the most soda and who drinks the most uh, protein shakes? On staff? Yeah. Uh, uh, Coach Hugg's a big Diet Dew guy. He loves okay. his Diet Mountain Dew. And then uh, our, our assistant, Ron Everhart, is definitely the biggest protein shake guy. <laughs> Coach, if listeners want to get in touch with you, uh, social media, email, what have you, what's the best way? Uh, I'll, I'll give my phone number out. I'm, I mean, I'm an open book. I know some people are sketchy on giving out their phone numbers, but I think we're all here to help one another and grow together. So my phone number is 304-692-6437. If you prefer email, it's uh, just my name, Ryan, period, McIntyre, period, 16, at gmail.com. Coach, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. You know, we, we've been trying to make this work for a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's always a good problem to have when your team keeps advancing in the season. and you know, makes hey, it Yes, it fun. is. Yeah, hopefully we go even farther next year and win the thing. No question. Uh, Coach, I wish you guys nothing but the best, and I, uh, I look forward to staying in touch with you. You too, David. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Box Score podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and rate five stars.